0: Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is, and welcome to episode 44 of Two Guys Zero Planners. Uh, I think it's episode 44, that's what our show doc says, and Urban's pretty good at keeping track of that stuff, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with what he says on that. Um, how you doing, Urban? Long time no talk. Yeah, uh, so today I think I'll,
1: I'll go to bed, I'll go to bed early, uh, I read... Uh, until one thirty in the morning I want to finish it, my book then my daughter uh, woke me up at six in the morning because she was bored <laughs> um, and then I stood uh, waiting for my second vaccination for three hours and it was not super warm and it started raining at some point and yeah so I guess we'll do the podcast and then I go
0: to bed soon <laughs> but other than that i'm good how about you uh i am going through a fun bout of insomnia right now um it happened to coincide with the two-month break i'm giving myself from any kind of alcohol i like to do that and occasionally just abstain for a while but ever since i have i have not like when i first started i wasn't able to get to bed before 3 a.m the last two and a half weeks i have not been able to fall asleep. Until six, seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm waking up at noon for work. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Something's going on, and I don't know. And I live in America where healthcare is stupid. So I haven't met my deductible for the year. So I really don't want to go seek the help of a professional. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, America, raw. Yeah, uh, healthcare, yay. Hmm. That's a topic for a much different show. Uh, uh, you know, let's go ahead and just knock out the elephant in the room for a bit. Cause we haven't been doing the podcast for a while. And, uh, I know I've gotten a couple questions every now and then. Are we still doing it? Have we quit? What's going on? So yeah, let's go ahead and talk about life, the universe, everything. And maybe how this thing we're doing may change up a little. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for me, I mean, these last months have obviously been kind of hard for, for a lot of people. And so I haven't been really on holiday for basically since the pandemic, like most people, I guess. And it's just getting super hard. And My wife has been, she's, she's Greek. And as the, Vaccination program in Germany was a bit slow until, I don't know, recently Um, she actually went to Greece to get vaccinated because they surprisingly have this better under control and better, much better organized than (laughs) what we have here in Germany, which sounds surprising, but that's the way it is. It's really not so cool here. And of course, she also was, it was hard for her as well and then of course i said hey if you're already flying to greece why don't you stay i don't know a week and sort of take a break and of course that was great for her but not so super great for me <laughs> <laughs> let's call it like that <laughs> because i didn't want to use up my my holidays uh, for that because we still want to uh, go on a big holiday together hopefully right. in greece in august or something yeah so that was a bit hard um and then I do this other podcast, Expanding Beyond, that Yevgeny is editing uh, for me. And we just have this uh, ongoing schedule that we record every two weeks. And that's just sort of a normal part. And sort of it takes up basically one of the spots where I can do podcasts. Yeah. So there's already uh, that going on. Yeah. And on top of that, I have also not been really buying buying stuff, basically. So I think for a long time our show was about what cheap Chinese pen did Orban buy this time? Yeah, yeah, that, that seems on par. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been doing that really um, because, yeah, uh, it's, it was getting a bit boring. And plus now uh, even those cheap Chinese pens are going to get taxed by customs and that's just a huge hassle. So I'm even less inclined to, to try and do that. So I'm not into, in this phase of acquiring stuff to see and sort of checking out what's new out there in pens and inks and paper. I'm sort of more into, well, basically using what I have. Yeah. So I haven't really given up on, on fountain pens. I basically use them every day and all my inks, but it's just, I have so much (laughs) that it will take me a while before I actually want to buy anything new there.
0: I mean, it, it's one of those, uh, going back to one thing you said, you and Monica are very good about keeping a schedule. I, I know for a fact, it's like, okay, we're getting close to time. Urban's going to send me that message that there's files in the inbox <laughs> and uh, I'll go ahead and set aside an evening to go ahead and get that knocked out. Uh, like last night, I went ahead and knocked out an edit on your guys' 28th episode and it's it's become part of the routine the biggest thing with two guys zero planners it's it's in the name zero planners i think it took us what 3 weeks just to schedule to get together this yeah. morning mhm yeah that's true and i think a lot of it has to do with both of us are kind of noncommittal <laughs> but, yeah it, yeah i guess so yeah and i mean it, it's one of those things where uh kind of like urban i uh i mean i still buy stuff obviously cuz there's new videos being put up every week on the ink 12. Except for the stuff that Pinchelay sends for review. So like the Peniter, the the, uh, D. Charles, and the Colorverse inks. Those those were provided. But I'm staring at 10 videos worth of ink that just came in yesterday. And yeah, I mean, $25 worth of ink cartridges. And that's two and a half months of reviews. So it's like, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's that's how my pen purchases go. I still have a Namiki Napone and a Twisby VAC 700 that I still haven't reviewed for the channel. So those are two very good fountain pens that will definitely get views that are still on the back burner. So, I mean, if I've got 10 videos of name brand Kaveco Inc. that is going to generate views like Waterman or Diamine. Oh, yeah. Plus, I've got California teal and blue velvet cake from Monteverde. So. What was that about Uh, things that will get views? Um, (laughs) Right. So pretty much I have what I need for the channel for the next three and a half months. I don't need any other products. And I'm going through that be a good adult phase where I'm like putting a little bit more into my 401k. I'm paying down the credit cards a little bit further than they are to go ahead and squeak out that extra three or four points on my credit score. I finally paid off my car. Woo. Uh, that was that was huge. Nice. Yeah, I know, right? Um, my friend told me like, hey, you know, you're done paying off your car, right? You can quit sending me monthly payments. Cause he, he bought it for me when my previous car got totaled. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, drunk driver on Thanksgiving. I still think that guy's an asshole. Anyways, yeah, he told me I think it was last month, he's like, You do realize you can quit sending me payments. And I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, You paid off the car Like six months early, you're you're done. I'm like, oh, (laughs) and then it hit me. I'm like, oh crap! I own it now. I need to make sure that I can afford another one if it breaks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) being an adult has its downsides. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like I'm putting a little extra into my 401k because if I need to, I can always borrow against it to do the down payment for a car. The good thing when we borrow against it. There's a certain part of my 401k that only earns between, it only earns between four and a half to 5% a year. So if I borrow against that portion, I have to pay it back at 6% interest. And the interest Mm -hmm. that we pay back at actually rolls back into the 401k. So I earn more by paying back that particular loan than it does by sitting there. (laughs) It's stupid, but that's why I keep that one part of my 401k around because if I have a project that I want to borrow against, I can borrow against it to get the lump sum cash up front and then go ahead and pay it back a little bit quicker on the back end um, using bonuses or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, adult stuff. Anyways, so that, that's why my pen buying has really slowed down. I've been moving my focus into other areas. And like n- for notebooks, I've got 30 days left on this Endless Works notebook. And then I'm probably going to pick up another Endless Works notebook uh, for personal journaling. I've grown accustomed to the way, to the quality at least that Endless Works puts out in their notebooks, and that's what I like to use for journaling. You have to enjoy it
1: <laughs> until you as long as you can, right? And then when the paper's gone, you'll have to find something else.
0: Uh, maybe, maybe not. How I mean, many did you buy? <laughs> well, that's the thing I'm debating. I'm debating picking up like thirty. Hmm. That'll okay. that'll keep me busy for about six years. Yeah. <laughs> it will delay the inevitable, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm basically I'm
1: basically using up what I have. Like like I have those A5 Hobonichi plane notebooks, which is basically their four millimeter grid uh, mm-hmm. but without anything else and various other notebooks that I have bought basically. And I don't know, it will take me a while years before I've used everything up and then I can decide what else I want to use, I guess.
0: I I think I've actually used some of the new, uh, some of the new Tomoe because I've gotten some 52 GSM that did not act like 52 GSM that I had gotten in the past. Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I mean, even that, uh,
1: will be stopped right i think in september or something
0: yeah something
1: like that we'll see if there i mean on the other hand there are so many papers out there i'm not sure it's going to be that bad
0: well i did i did look um the uh, musubi cosmo air paper right now the conversion rates put it at about 42 dollars shipped from singapore Mm -hmm. for 200 pages i guess that's not bad so I don't know. I've got 30 days to make up my mind. I may try that. I may not. I just haven't decided yet.
1: I've I've heard that this is sort of very prone to hand oil that paper. So, uh, yeah, know, even worse than tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like, OK, I don't like the paper that Rodia uses for the web notebooks or the goal books. I don't like the paper that Leuchtturm uses. At yeah, actually,
1: all. actually, the new white goal books, that paper is actually pretty good.
0: Really? Really, really. And it's white, and not cream. Oh, <laughs> okay, that cool. that was my biggest complaint with that paper. I hate cream paper. I hate it yeah. so much. Yeah, I mean
1: if if Midori MD wouldn't be cream, it would be perfect basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh send me the link for that notebook after the show. I may have to uh try that cuz I don't think I have a Rhodia paper video on the channel. I wonder if that would do good on views.
1: Yeah, I'll have to see. I'm not sure if it's yet available in the U.S. I will find a way. Kimberly is the person to ask, I think. <laughs> well, I asked you, so I'm going to stick with that.
0: All right. <laughs> I mean, it's to the point where, like, I've got a package of 10 Rhodia dot pads sitting in front of me for the channel. I've already stocked up on that paper. I also have this Tomoe River Masubi notebook that... I don't even think I'm halfway through it yet.
1: Yeah, those are huge. That's true. Yeah, I have.
0: a. have used up one as a journal and
1: I have a a second one. Uh,
0: Okay, I stand corrected. I'm a third of the way through. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, paper wise, pen wise, I'm good for a bit. But it's like, yeah, I'm editing, expanding beyond. I'm doing the YouTube channel. I'm focusing on adult stuff. I've started gaming again, which is weird. Mm -hmm. And I've started a gaming channel. Okay. Which is also weird. Yeah. And I have five fish tanks and two guinea pigs. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) By the way, I disagree with you on one thing. On the last episode of Expanding Beyond that hasn't come out yet, or it may come out. I don't know when it's coming out. You mentioned that people can only find you on twitter no they can find you on instagram i see your i see your guinea pig stories on instagram a lot <laughs> that's true but it's sort of uh,
1: not really work and programming related right so that's why i don't really mention okay it. fair enough fair enough i try to be an air quotes professional on that podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> air quotes no you don't you don't need the air quotes okay you you really don't need the air quotes for that um that podcast with the exception of some of the choice language (laughs) is very professional but you and I kind of both work in environments where I'm pretty sure that language does get used more often than it doesn't
1: yeah I don't know it doesn't get used that often I mean not at work really
0: but it's not like anybody is gonna fall off his chair if you go to tagus us, Exactly. Exactly. It's not like you say some of that stuff and then everyone looks like you just brought a chicken in the work and decided to go ahead and clean it and cook it right there. <laughs> wow. Why did I come up yeah. with that analogy? That's weird. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it was one of those decisions where I was, I was playing games with a, a couple people and I was like, you know, I've got all this overkill recording equipment that I just use for fountain pens. Why don't I use it for gaming? And then I was like, okay, I have my professional life where I'm a good clean cut person. I have my YouTube life where I'm a nice clean cut person. I have this podcast where the main edit is a nice clean cut person. (laughs) So it's like that. I just want to relax. I don't want to have to think about what I'm doing. I don't want to have to censor myself. I just want to game and show how horrible I am at gaming so if you watch one of the videos, you feel better about your skill level immediately because you're better than me.
1: And <laughs> That describes what my kids are watching, I think, on YouTube.
0: <laughs> it was also a good excuse for it was also a good excuse for me to get peer pressured into playing games that I never got into as a kid. Mm-hmm. So right now, one of my friends is running me through the Halo campaigns. And I never got into Halo. That game is 20 years old, at least the first one. Mm -hmm. And we did the first campaign. We finished it up last Sunday, literally sitting there gaming for six and a half hours. And we finished it up. And it's just like, okay, now I get what you guys were talking about. I still don't think the music is iconic. I think you're wrong about that. I think the new graphics that they did in 2011 are much better than the graphics they did in 2001 but it's a good game. I finally understand where Halo comes from, that kind of stuff. And it's been, it's been good. It's been good. So how does all that discussion that we just had over the last 20 minutes circle back into what's going on with this show? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. I I kind (laughs) of sprung this on urban at the beginning of the show. I was like, Hey, let's go ahead and talk about this. This will be fun. Not in a bad way. Yeah. So what I'm definitely
1: not going to give up is FPC for the website. That is really going strong. Yeah. And I basically, um, I basically do work on it in a way every day. Uh, so there's this, if people enter new inks, then the system has some way of sort of matching it to existing inks so that you, for example, get the original sort of get, if someone's entered a color for it, you already get that for free. Uh, hopefully I will be able to add a few more features Sort of, uh, you, to that th- take advantage of that grouping, and that system is just only sort of half of automated because it's just a bit too complicated to fully automate it. And so, I spent, I don't know, at least five, 10 minutes each day to add to sort of do that grouping, All right? Um, with over 2,400 users, <laughs> <laughs> there's always something going on, yeah. And it's, it's a bit crazy. Actually, it's like over 150,000 inks that people have entered. So if you group them, it's, it's still an amazing number of about 6,800 unique inks in over 400 brands. So that's already pretty crazy. So yeah, uh, this is kind of, kind of motivating, I guess. Also because (laughs) I have over a hundred patrons already and they're, they're basically paying for the, the complete hosting.
0: Yeah, and they're paying for podcast editing.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're at least paying for a new logo. I will have to integrate that soon. I say they're paying for podcast editing in one way. Them paying for the web hosting is freeing up money for you to pay me. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it all trickles downhill. It all trickles downhill. <laughs> it does, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one less headache for you.
1: Yeah, it sort of gives gives me a bit more more... A breathing room there to say, Hey, I want to spend a three digit amount on a new logo. That is cool. And I can mm-hmm. just do that basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also get to basically spend a Friday every two weeks if I'm motivated to, to basically work on that stuff, because I, we have this, uh, what they're calling innovation day at work and you can basically spend every second Friday on basically anything you want, where if you want to learn something new, if you want to work on one of your projects that sort of don't really need to be related to work, but you generally pick up something there <laughs> as well. So yeah, so that is actually a pretty nice arrangement.
0: I mean, honestly, that part's pretty cool. Um, oof, I think you go into a little bit more detail about that innovation day on episodes 24 through 27 of expanding beyond <laughs> you know that better than i do <laughs> well I, I know it's something that you started discussing uh towards the middle of may and you carried it through june so yeah i guess i guess that whole discussion around uh
1: what's what's fine to to work in and where do you sort of maybe have to be a bit cautious and not tell work that you're working on something totally unrelated but I guess they're fine, especially if as my right. boss is listening to the podcast. <laughs> he <laughs> has that whole discussion and hasn't said anything. So That,
0: that is interesting. Like, nobody I know listens to the podcast that I've done. Well, no one I know at work. Uh, so it's kind of freeing knowing that I have a life away from that. But <laughs> like, if my boss listened to this stuff and was cool about it, that, that'd be cool too. They think I'm weird for liking fountain pens though, so... Yeah, I don't see them listening to this anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a bit more niche, I guess.
0: <laughs> a bit more niche. Come on, come on. That that's an understatement, my friend. You know that. <laughs> yes, I do that from time to time. Right. <laughs> Being uh, an
1: understatement as well, I guess.
0: But yeah, I think the I think the long and short of it is, I have a hard time scheduling this show because the Inkwell feels like work. Editing, expanding beyond is work. I'm being hired to do a job. Because this podcast was initially billed as a hundred percent. We're gonna talk about pens. It kind of fell into the same mentally for me at least, it fell into the same category as the Ink Dwell as this is work. This has to have a definitive return on investment or
1: Mhm.
0: And that that makes it hard for me to sit here and and be a little bit more proactive about scheduling time to record it.
1: <sighs> yeah, and I guess also if you don't sort of have any new acquisitions to talk about too much right. then then it, it's kind of hard to say, "Hey, what are we even
0: going to talk about next time?" And I think that's kind of one of the things, it's like, sure, I want us to I want us to still talk about if there's something cool pen related that we've come across or you know whatever we're doing but i don't want to feel pigeonholed into this podcast must be pens and if it's not pens then this podcast must not be
1: yeah i guess it's a bit related to 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 1857 which is also a different podcast and they also i think they started out with with a lot of stationery so one of the uh, hosts owns a stationery business Mm -hmm. uh, basically on the side I would say. And the other one did a YouTube channel, uh, for a long time. Um, but they, these days they basically talk about anything, <laughs> which so is sort of the, the, uh, the, I'm not sure there's anything apart from these two guys discussing something that sort of defines the show.
0: And I mean, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of where I want, I want to try to let this evolve. Cause I, I know that there are people that don't like the, lengthy gaps between our episodes um and i can i can understand that i really can i don't like sitting there saying that i have a current podcast that hasn't released an episode in three and a half or four months i can't remember how long it's been and i think maybe that'll help it if we quit thinking about it as this show is a pen show so pen all the things
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so maybe embrace the zero planners part of it a little bit more
1: (laughs) yeah that's true yeah I mean it's also kind of kind of the only only time we two talk basically
0: right yeah I mean we bug each other on slack but like this is the only time that we actually hear each other's voices and well okay I stand corrected I hear you and Monica talked quite often so (laughs) that's true but it's, (laughs) it's not quite the same thing This is the only time you get to hear me speak English worse than you two speak English. (laughs) Only because you're editing it. Uh, No, no. I mean, this last episode, there were a few more ums than you guys normally do, but it was also a lot more freeform in the thoughts that you were trying to convey. Normally, you guys are a lot more concise and better with the English language than a lot of people I know, myself included. Yeah, probably in that topic, but not generally. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many things like I'm assuming in Germany, the majority of your business is done in German, right? You don't like work your day job in English or I do, do I do, because I'm the only German on the team, for example, and
1: my company has like, there's like 36 nationalities. My team is distributed between Germany, Damn. Poland and Turkey at this point, but sort of in the but during the pandemic my company embraced sort of the standpoint of hey you can work for from wherever you want to for us basically so you can come to the office these days you can slowly (laughs) come to the office again but uh they've sort of there are no fixed office spaces uh, of um, chairs for anyone apart from a few people anymore and the rest you sort of plan when you want to come to the office to see if there's space and the rest just work from home or at least if you're in the european union if you go to a different country you can also do that and they sort of have already figured it out if you stay longer then here's the paperwork you need to do so that there's no issue for us so they (laughs) really have embraced this which is cool
0: wow and this was the company that you started at then you left for a bit and then you came back yes i came i came back because
1: at least partially because of these changes because before that you sort of had to come to the office each day. right but even then in in software development, it basically everything is in English, I would say. Things I did not know yeah I,
0: I actually had no idea.
1: I mean there's especially in the in Munich, there's so many uh foreigners I mean, if the programming language you use to write the code is already in English, then switching for the rest again back to German is a bit weird. Especially right. as everything you read about the languages about programming, everything at least current is already in English. And if you have something a book that's translated that's at least half a year behind it. That's in such an industry that evolves so fast, that's just right I can be see behind that. so quickly. That's just nothing you can do.
0: Yeah, it's not like being a history major or a literature major where you can wait for a translation of Turgenev or something like that. <laughs> from Russian to English yeah, exactly. that that does make a little more sense I guess it's just something I never thought about because it's like okay I, I haven't had to learn a second or third language okay I did for high school but still I immediately forgot it and I did again for college but once again I immediately forgot it I think I learned French Spanish and Russian and don't ask me to do any of those three like I can maybe understand you if you speak it, but yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: But I guess it's also a bit bit different because the basically the U S is bigger <laughs> than the whole of Europe. And we have so many different languages and it's just, everything is so close together. You just have to learn other languages, right? It's just, yeah, that's, that's how it is.
0: Yeah. I, I guess that that's just one thing that we really don't, that I, I've really never put thought into like, Okay, so if I go to Texas, I have to learn to speak a little bit more redneck, or if I go to California, I, I have to learn to speak a little bit more SoCal chill. But yeah, it's still English at the end of the day. I can I can travel three thousand miles from one end of the country to the other, and sure, the guy in Philadelphia may describe a cheese uh cheese steak sandwich different than the guy in Los Angeles, but I still know exactly what they're saying because it's all English. Yeah. And I mean that's sort
1: of also the advantage of English, right because then many people actually speak it if you, even if you go
0: somewhere else I mean maybe if not in France but <laughs> in other countries <laughs> well, I mean then you've got parts of the u s where it's like, okay, I know you're doing something that resembles English, but what is it especially like if you go to Louisiana and you start hearing some more of the Cajun speak i've I apologize for our Louisiana listeners I've forgotten what it's actually called it is tough to understand yeah. like you know you know they're speaking it but it's just like whoa <laughs> but yeah I know I never thought about that I, I figured like I figured if you grew up in a country where you had a, a different primary language like sure if you had to use a language for work you would just immediately float back to your native language for everything else like water cooler talk and things of that nature I wouldn't think that you would stick in, I wouldn't think that you would stick in the foreign language at that point for your normal conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if I, I'm, I I'm work and I talk to someone who is German, then I speak German to them mainly. Okay. Right. But there's so many foreigners that basically if, if you have a meeting with more than one person as the chances are really high that someone doesn't speak German. So it's back to English basically.
0: I mean, if we were going to replace English as the business language, which one would we go with? I mean, Chinese is probably high on the list, right? Yeah, I just don't want to say the cliche. We're, we all need to learn Chinese for business. I want it to be cool. I want it to be one of the cool languages.
1: <laughs> Should we go back to Esperanto?
0: Yes, totally. <laughs> let's let's bring that back. Let's make it a thing. I mean, come on. It, it could have worked. All we needed to do was embrace it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Man, the things I learned. Like see, I just learned something new today that I did not know. Huh. Yeah, I mean the the whole software
1: development computers everything. I mean that originated originated basically from the US, right? More or less at least on 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 the on the grand scale. I
0: mean maybe on the modern front, but I I would say computing as a whole more originated in Europe during World War II.
1: Yeah. Okay. But it's a sort of even. I mean, it's not sort of restricted to software development, right? It's also in in basically most sciences. Okay. Yeah. It's all now. Right. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> during that time, physics was in German, basically. Right. But these days, it's all in English, and everything is written in English. That's just that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Gotta love how we uh, stick our foot in everything. Yeah. I basically, blame the English. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you don't have to blame the English. You can just blame the Americans. <laughs> don't use us as an example for healthcare. Don't. Just do not do that.
1: No. Well, definitely not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Things to not use us as an example for healthcare, climate regulation, uh, politics in general. <laughs> yeah, we're not a good example of those things. Um, good spending habits. Definitely do not look to America as a whole for good spending habits. That's, that's not our thing either. Yeah, that's a bit,
1: I don't know how much of a cliche it is, but it is sort of a, a thing that you can sort of, uh, sort of associate with the U S that people sort of consume and spend a lot compared yeah. to, compared to here in Germany, where basically, basically the any, any, any loan you have is more or less for a house and the rest is, well, you don't have the money, so maybe you don't spend it. Well, maybe a car. Okay. But other than that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Um, Amazon, you can do five monthly payments on something. Goulet Pens, circling back around the pens for a second. You can use a program called Affirm, which lets you make payment plans based on the level of purchase. So if you really want that hyper expensive, please don't do this. If you want this really hyper expensive Namiki Emperor or whatever. That costs $3,600. Yeah, go ahead. Go to a firm. Don't do this, please. I cannot stress that enough. Do not put a pen on a payment plan. Just don't. <laughs> yeah. But that that is how, how spending-oriented our country is. Every company almost offers some type of payment plan. And just the amount of debt. If you ignore my student loans, if you ignore the $77,000, in student loan debt for a degree I did not finish. I still have about $6,400 in debt one way or another from stupid mistakes in my twenties where I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a piece of plastic. I'll put it on that and pay it off later. Mm -hmm. And that's just, not everyone is taught this. There's people that are taught good spending habits, but yeah, a lot of our culture is acquire, acquire, acquire. And yeah, that, that's kind of why that, easily snuck into the pen. i i'm going to this is my hot take on this i think that's part of the problem that happened for a lot of us in the pen community we have that as a society just here in america at least we have this acquisition drive just as a, as a culture but i mean i basically did the
1: same right so i but instead of buying the really expensive stuff i bought cheaper pens but it was still a lot of money i spent on basically acquiring and sort of satisfying, uh, that part of my, I don't know if I want to call it needs or whatever, but
0: yeah. You also shifted out of your acquisition phase a lot quicker than some of the people I know, myself included.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I, I had this, this habit for a long time for in various hobbies to go deep and just spend a lot of money on stuff. And then a few years later, just switch to something else and, (laughs) And I have all this acquired stuff that I don't want or need anymore, which I guess is also not great. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like photography. Um.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was my previous one, but only film photography. But still, right. You spend, again, a lot of money on cheaper um, film cameras, old ones, Mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of money. And then you don't sort of the downside of that is, of course, you always have something new. So you never really uh, get to use what you have already because there's always the new shiny thing and then you try it out once and then you say oh there's something else i want to try that and then you have a lot of stuff and you've never
0: really used that stuff which is also not that great i mean it's like i'm sitting here looking at 85 millimeter lens equivalents for my cameras for portrait work i don't do portrait work why am i looking at a portrait lens oh, cause it's camera gear and I have cameras and I want to buy the new shiny for the new cameras. I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is sometimes really hard to, uh, to get out of, out of that. And uh, one, the part about photography that makes it easier for me to fall down that rabbit hole is I'm not doing the film camera stuff. If I, if I had the cost of film to hold me back and make me think, okay, I need to be more deliberate about how I'm taking pictures. I think I would be a little bit more, uh, spend thrift as well in the bigger purchases like lenses or bodies or things like that. But because it's digital and I can take 3000 pictures and then pick the three or four that I like mm-hmm. and the numbers aren't that skewed, but still the fact that I can just do that, it's like, okay, I don't have to think about the time cost or anything else. I really don't. I don't have to think about, well, this one picture I'm getting ready to take is going to cost me x amount of dollars in film in camera or anything like that my, my mind doesn't process it like that so it's like yeah i can get this i can get this 85 millimeter lens and go take random pictures and see what sticks i can have fun with it instead of okay do i do portrait work yes or no <laughs> do i need a portrait lens yes or no does it have any value other than being a portrait lens yes or no
1: yeah, but I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're sort of into a hobby and you you sort of uh, you've fallen down the rabbit hole, then I'm not sure even <laughs> with film photography, you would really uh, <laughs> think that much about it. I think this, this would still happen sometimes. It's just,
0: I just wonder how, I wonder what the recovery time from falling down that hole would be. I mean, these days it's probably a worse hobby to
1: have because sort of. I mean, the gear gets old. There's not, not really any film cameras made anymore. Right. Uh, so it's, it's going to get ex- more expensive as time goes on. I mean, when I started, it was much cheaper than what I see these days. And I probably wouldn't go back <laughs> because that's too much money for me. So
0: I don't know. Well, and I mean, like Fuji has announced that they're no longer releasing. I think it's Velvia in the U.S., I mean, but, uh, yeah, all their slide films are gone
1: as far as yeah. I know. and some of the other films as well. But on the other hand, Kodak is coming back with a slide film. They had sort of stopped <laughs> making
0: them. so. I mean, it's, it's just horrible, though. If I want to get actual Velvia film, I have to order it from a non-US market and wait for it to ship in. I can't just get it in the US, except for unless I find some person that managed to stock up on it, in which case I'm going to be paying quite a premium for that. Or yeah. I could just buy a Fuji X series digital camera and have the Velvia simulation mode. Yeah, I actually think Velvia isn't made anymore, but really, yeah, I think they just have
1: some stock left, but that's all.
0: Hmm. I'll have to double check. Cause that article made it sound like it was still in production. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really keep track
1: anymore, but that's what I heard.
0: You're probably more right about that than I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I might have a few rolls somewhere in a, Uh, fridge or freezer i think (laughs) i might have to dig them out
0: okay explain that to me for a second film in a fridge or freezer now remember photography i didn't get into it until digital photography so this whole thing that you do with film i don't understand
1: all right so you have this plastic base um and on top of it you have some uh multiple layers of gelatin in which you have those uh silver crystal uh chemicals basically and they just deteriorate um as far as i know the temp it's not necessarily better to keep it uh, in a fridge or a freezer the thing the important thing is that the temperature doesn't change so if it fluctuates fluctuates too much then sort of stuff breaks down and the the picture gets more and more grainy basically because chemical reactions just happen
0: Oh, okay. So it's not for the sake of a specific temperature, it's just for the sake of consistency. As far as I know, yeah. Oh. Okay, cuz the the thing I was wondering here, I I just got into this long discussion about putting milk in a freezer with one of my coworkers. I still think he's weird. I don't understand why you would put milk in a freezer. Maybe I'm just weird, but I don't get it. So I was wondering if you were going in some direction like that. So, I mean, if you're just looking for temperature consistency, that makes sense to me now. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it could be that there's some additional benefits if it's really if it's
0: not really cold but i don't know hmm. i may have to pick some of the guys brains in the uh photography channel over on the pen Attic slack and see what their thoughts on it are mm-hmm. yeah man i still can't believe i dropped that much on a stupid game controller without owning a console like i'm holding the controller in my hands right now going why did i spend money on you when i don't even own an xbox yeah and <laughs> Why did you? Um, I still don't have a good answer for that. (laughs) I mean, okay, so I started a game channel. The games are on PC for the most part, like even the Halo Master Chief collection is on PC. I'm not even going to be borrowing a friend's console to play any games until we play Halo 5 because it's not on PC. Normally I use a mouse and keyboard for gaming, so I'm too prideful to return the thing. I gamed with it last night. And it felt amazing. But how was my friend able to convince me to get this controller in under 14 minutes? <laughs> so at least you can connect it to your to your PC. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's an Xbox controller. So okay. as long as you've got a Windows computer that's running Windows 10, um, connecting it via Bluetooth is stupid easy.
1: OK, so it's not yeah. completely useless then, at least.
0: It's not completely useless, but it's like, OK. I spent money on a 20-button gaming mouse. I spent money on a, money scale on a of
1: cl- zero to one hundred and eighty. How useful is it?
0: Oh boy. <laughs> um okay, so here's the value calculation that I'm going to assign to it. It is $180 right now. How many years will I get use of it? Dibble said he can get four years out of his controller before he has to replace it because he plays so many so many games. That he physically wears through the rubber on the control surface. (laughs) Okay. I don't play that much yet. So assuming I get the same four years and I got the most recent version of this controller. So it is the most compatible. If it stays compatible and useful for that four year period, that breaks it down to $45 per year. Just in cost over year. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a little bit more doable because your average cheap Xbox controller for an actual Microsoft branded one is about $45. But for those controllers, then you have to include the cost of AA batteries or a charging pack, which if you get the off-brand ones, those do break down about every year and a half to two years. So I have to make this controller now last for four years if the game channel doesn't get monetized on YouTube which means I have to grow subscribers. I have to get watch time. I have to qualify for Google AdSense partnership. Assuming none of that happens, assuming this is just for the sake of gaming, if it goes four years, it's worth it. If it doesn't, it's not worth it. So you have to play video games for four years now. I have to use that controller more than once a week for four years. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I just entered into a long-term relationship with a piece of technology and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Although I guess the same conversation can be had for the M1 Mac sitting in front of me.
1: Yeah, but at least those probably last longer than 4 years. Uh
0: one would hope. I mean, huh, essentially I'm being a guinea pig for the uh for the people that haven't gone into the Apple Silicon world yet. Yeah, I I
1: sort of I I my my work machine is from 2017 actually because they didn't have any others <laughs> at that point. Uh, but for I hear from others, it's probably easier to use for what I do than an M1 with all the stuff that's not yet available. So, yeah.
0: Right. Um, I mean, if I ever get fed up with my Mac, I'll just send it to you.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah, we'll figure out a trade. I'll take one of your guinea pigs for an M1.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that I want to travel that far.
0: plus you have dogs it would be an expensive lunch no my dogs are actually pretty cool with small creatures okay they hang out with my mom's birds just fine okay yeah (laughs) yeah no i i train my dogs to be definitely not apex predators they push me around because i'm an easy person to push around but yeah with everything else like right now they are completely comatose it is funny actually Yeah, she uses that beanbag chair more than I do. (laughs) Fair enough. As long as she doesn't have hip issues when she gets older, that's all that matters. So (laughs) Uh, my friend, it was definitely good talking to you again. Long time. No talk. We need to we need to not do that. That that sucks going as many months as we do. Yeah. How long was it? I have no idea. It was long enough. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, let me pull it up in overcast 15th Uh, of May was the release date for the last episode (laughs) really? I thought it was longer well huh okay well I guess we only skipped two months then for some reason I thought it was four or five
1: it actually is is fine and the episode before that was March and then January so (laughs) we are on the schedule apparently
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. We just, we just had this whole conversation about taking an extremely long hiatus and we're on schedule with how we normally record. (laughs) Yeah. Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, Wow. I wonder how many of our listeners are now listening to this going, do they even pay attention to what they do anymore? (laughs) Well, that's our brand, right?
1: If we were paying attention, the podcast would have to be called differently.
0: It definitely would. Oh, by the way, I got a new logo for the YouTube channel. Uh, the pelican bottle with the dog. Yes. One. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sam be Awesome over from the knowing better Slack, knowing better discord. Yeah. They don't have a Slack. Uh, she did a great job on it and I think I'm going to have her do a cross between my lab and a Nintendo 64 controller for the, uh, for the game channel, <laughs> which, um, yeah, my gamer tag is Yevon Jelly. Uh huh. Uh huh uh literally it's uh it's a joke from one of the people I was gaming with but he can't say Yevgeny it just throws him off so he calls me Jelly. and it's stuck and that's how I spell it in the show doc that's great the cool thing is if you search for that in YouTube I'm the only thing that comes up the bad thing if you search for that in YouTube you can see that I've only got four subscribers right now I mean you have to start somewhere right Yeah, it all starts somewhere. But that being said, I have 50 minutes to cook dinner, uh, make coffee, um, get the files put into the appropriate folders and then go to work.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I have two hours before I go to bed, probably. (laughs) Let's see how the how the vaccination kicks in. Or if it's well, dust. and we'll
0: see whether or not the uh, screaming things I heard in your background audio cooperate. Yeah, I mean, these days they're just pretty easygoing, but they're yeah. still kids. <laughs> I mean, at least it's none of the playground sounds that I had to work with last night, which, by the way, those weren't as obtrusive as you said they would be.
1: Okay, good, good.
0: Yeah, they weren't bad. When you listen to the audio, you'll, you'll like it. It turned out pretty good. You may end up with a microphone randomly appearing at your house that you have to give to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> just saying <laughs> that bad huh uh your audio your audio because i have pressured you and pushed you and been just an overall jerk to you to force you into having superb audio is a stark contrast i mean it's amazing even
1: my even one of the the founders of my previous uh uh company after I had left, he contacted me and asked about microphones because he was so impressed about my audio quality in the work meetings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just want to help. I want to help lower the gap between your audio quality and any potential co-host quality that you have. Mm-hmm. And if I've got the extra gear, why not just send it to you? It, it doesn't bother me. At least that way it gets used.
1: All right. Sounds exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll 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 see how that pans out but everyone uh thank you for joining us apparently on schedule <laughs> for yeah it, it was fun uh till next time see you later bye-bye